You're talking about Netflix. You have a Netflix account, right? We were just talking about this. I personally don't, but I use someone else's. Do you? Interesting. How many people, like, so Netflix, they have, what was it, 60 million U.S. subscribers, 150 million, 149, excuse me. Yeah, globally. A million globally. How many many extra users do you think there are? Uh, Double? I'd say it's kind of like Microsoft Office. Where like there's all this bootlegging and you sharing can't do that and stuff anymore, like that because now it's all cloud. That's right. But, but Netflix doesn't lock you out. Yeah. Or no, they do. They they lock you out at some point. Like I think it's when you have three or four people in there or something like that. Yeah, that's right. Like if you have multiple viewers of the same, the same exact time. username. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they don't even have username. They have family members now. Yeah. And then you can pick the family member. And How many lock screens you out. can be active or that's whatever? Right. Hey, someone else is using this. Yeah. That's interesting. They're doing the best they can. They're doing the best they can. So a lot of users and a lot of phantom users, yep. I would bet. So yeah. what is the last thing you binged? What's the last thing I binged? Uh, I binge, I like Bosch and I like Sneaky Pete. Interesting. So I binge both of those. Those are both shows yeah. that I have not watched yet okay. because I fear that I will want to binge them. You will. Yeah. 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 I've been, I've just, I just replay the West Wing every <laughs> single day in the background. Nice. It's what I fall asleep to as uh, well. That's pretty cool. Which is kind of weird. That is weird. Yeah. I'm pretty excited this morning. The coffee has kicked in and right, your go, attitude then. has kicked in as Oh, well. okay. All right. Yeah. So, and you gave me a rock. I did so, give you a rock. Fun fact about Heaton, he carries rocks around. I do. I have a rock right here too. Yeah. So, and that, what's that one made out of? Uh, it's tourmaline. And what does that help with? Uh, it actually helps with like the electromagnetic, uh, uh, waves and all that stuff from the phones. Yeah. This is weird. Yeah. I don't even want to talk to you about this anymore. Yeah. Okay, let's let's right, move let's on. Let's keep then. going. Netflix. So Netflix has been yeah. interesting, right? Just because, you know, DVDs. Did you do the DVD service? I did. Yeah, yeah. for a little bit. How was that? I, I'm amazed by Netflix. Grandpa I'm amazed Heaton. at the fact that they. <laughs> did you do Netflix DVD? No, no, I'm not that old. Oh come on! <laughs> it was around when I was in college. It yeah, started yeah. when I was 16. It was 97. God, you're so old. Yeah, I am. You're huh? Such an old man. <laughs> That's okay. Um. I think Netflix is an amazing company and, you know, they have been able to reinvent themselves constantly. Yeah. And that's really the coolest part of it. And they make up for mistakes too. That too. Quickster. Oh, Quickster. We all remember Quickster. We do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's when they try to rebrand and make it so that they split up the DVD service and the streaming service. Yeah. Uh, and it fell flat on their faces and they had to come back to it. The customers I, hated it. I met the CMO that like later but yeah. i met the cmo who was the cmo when this was happening oh wow and uh i i didn't like put two and two together because it was like three four years and no yeah. one really remembered quickster after they yeah. kind of went down in flames and i just remember she was very kind of like oh well naming is hard like it was very it's like a sore spot <laughs> it was definitely a sore spot and wow. i was like oh okay yeah sorry i didn't mean to i didn't mean to bring that up but yeah. it was kind of interesting I don't know. Netflix is interesting. I think Netflix is like, I mean, first big streaming service. I think the problem that I see with a lot of times with Netflix is like they're they're the first mover. And I think there's a there's a first mover advantage, obviously, but I Absolutely. think there's a little bit of a first mover disadvantage now that like Disney is coming out to play yeah. um, with Disney Plus towards the end of the year. And yeah. they're if they pull all of their content off of Netflix, it's going to be a really fascinating thing that happens within this Well, market. they've already pulled all the superhero shows. Yeah. So Marvel, well, not Marvel's all of them yet. Well, Marvel's gone. You want right. to jump into some data? Well, of course. Let's get in some data. So the first question, first question we asked was, how often do you use Netflix? And this was not surprising. Essentially, eighty-six percent of people use Netflix daily, daily, or multiple times a week. 
Um, 52% were multiple times a week. It's just kind of out of control, like how much people are actually watching here. Um, And I think like the big point here is like, it's become a part of our culture. Yeah, it is part of our culture. And wasn't it something where that that show with Sandra Bullock, that movie Bird Box or whatever, it was like a hundred and some million people like right right at the outset. Yep. Um, And even Bright with Will Smith, um, that I, I, it's if cops, if it's cops and Harry Potter mixed together, (laughs) which was amazing. Well, they're using data science to figure this stuff out. Do you think they use data science in that? I, I think they did. I listened to something from Scooter Braun, yeah. the Justin Bieber yeah. and a bunch of other people uh, manager, and he yeah. was saying that there's still people there. Like the data informs, but yeah, there's still people yeah. making decisions yeah. on like, I know the data yeah. doesn't support this necessarily, but we got to do this. Yeah, I think you still need to do that. And I mean, I think the, the biggest one is like Netflix and chill. Yeah. Well, and, and I think that's that's that lexicon and that yeah. entering the culture, I think, is where they actually have product market fit. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, and we asked the deal. product market fit survey question, of course we did. Yeah. which is essentially how disappointed would you be, be if Netflix no longer existed? And basically 58%, um, and you're trying to look for a baseline of 40%. 40% or more. 58% of people said they would be very disappointed. Um, second here, somewhat disappointed, about 31%. And then not disappointed was 11%. Yep. Those are probably like you know, the parents of the kids who really, really <laughs> love watching and, you know, people kind of, love their Netflix. I know it's, it's pretty wild, but I think it was kind of fascinating, like why people would d- be disappointed though. Right. Like I yeah, thought that I, was pretty wild. I mean, the number one thing was the, the great selection of content. Yeah. Which, you know, makes sense. And then of course with entertainment products, it ends up being, uh, people said it's a uh, go-to for entertainment. So mm. Netflix is my outlet after a long day. Yeah. Kind of hits with the 86% of totally, daily totally. use. And then Netflix plays a huge role in my life. That's kind of scary to me. Yeah. <laughs> like that, like someone yeah. saying it plays a role. That was like 14% of people. It's like their life surveyed, is Netflix. Which is, which is kind of, I mean, I, I get it. Like I, you yeah. know, use it as like background yeah. information, noise as we were talking about, but it's kind of like, I would never say it's an important part of my life That's or right. it plays an important role in my True. life. That's like a, a little bit of a scary way to put it. This is how much people like television. I, well, that's and that's what's like, funny, right? Since the fifties, life, basically, right? television consumption yeah. or media consumption has just skyrocketed, which is yeah. really fascinating. And I mean, just uh, the last point about that is it's uh, basically an alternative to cable. Yeah, thirteen like, percent of people said that. that that's standard. It, it's yeah. I bet that would have been higher back in the day when the yeah. transition was happening, right? Yeah. Uh, especially with the folks who love it. Because do you have cable? I don't. I don't have cable either. Yeah. I just use the streaming services. No need for it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Do you think? Do you think we're running into a world where because this is like a common question, like, oh, too many subscriptions, this type of thing. You have Hulu, you have Netflix, Disney Plus, HBO Go, et cetera. Like, do you think that that's like valid at all? I think there's going to be people that have multiple subscriptions. Yeah. Uh, I think that it's about selection again. So if it's about the selection of the content and people go where the content is, hmm. um, they're going to go wherever they can find their content. Well, and I think there's a wild trade off that some of these folks are making. Because if you think of like HBO, like HBO is very focused on hit content. Right. So like hit content is what they're going after. So yep. Game of Thrones. Um, now everyone's talking about Chernobyl. Yep. You know, they'll have really interesting documentaries. And then I don't, I think Netflix is targeting more like network style content. They definitely do have hit content. Right. Uh, like I know a lot of people like got back on the service when, um, gosh, what was the series? House of Cards came out. Yeah, that's true. And then, you know, that was that was kind of the start, at least to me, where I wasn't sitting there and saying, oh, I'm just going to cancel for a couple months. It just became, oh, I'm just going to keep it because then all of a sudden all these other series yep. started to come out. So there's always a hook and it's usually some show that you want to watch or that's totally. just coming out. Or something or... you want to rewatch, right? Yep. A lot of people rewatch The Office, that's Parks true. and Rec, West yep. Wing, these types of things. It's just really interesting because the alternative to cable, I think, is, is, is kind of where Netflix really needs to sit. Yep. Because I don't know... 
they've tried a couple of times to have like hit content like a Game of Thrones, but they haven't quite been able to get there. Yep. Um, not counting some of their movies. I think their Will Smith and the Sandra Bullock movie yep. did amazing numbers, which is really kind of fascinating. Yeah. So we so we asked people, what is the primary benefit that you have received from Netflix? And that's just to really understand and double down on yeah. understanding like actually like why people care about a product, right? Yeah. So in Netflix case, again, guess what? Yeah. Content. Content. <laughs> so 14% said unique original content. Yeah. 14% said high quality content. 12% said on demand slash watch content. Yeah. I guess it's all about content. It's all about the Netflix. content. Well, I mean, in like half the yep. responses. So the, the ones you just mentioned make up about 40% and there were other content related ones. And yep. it's just kind of like fascinating where it's all about that content. And I think that's what really got their growth as we were just talking about. Now I don't want to cancel. I'm just going to keep it because there's enough there for me to be entertained. And I know when we did some research on Netflix from a pricing perspective, as you had more kids, yeah. the willingness to pay and affinity for Netflix went up. Wow. Uh, because it's just kind of the, the babysitter, right? Yeah, it you is know, a babysitter, especially when you can put it on your iPad on a trip oh and things gosh. like that. And you can even like save the movies and the TV shows. Oh yeah, because you can like, have it downloaded. Right? So then you it's not the using internet. your bandwidth. It's like, yeah. it's pretty genius it's pretty you know, wild. what they've done. And like, I think any service that's like streaming oriented in general, or it's, it's just always going to be about the content. They can yeah. make it convenient, but if the content's not there, no one's going to care. They've they've made a ton of trade-offs for this as well because they yeah. they didn't go into merchandising. They haven't gone into nope. live events. They haven't gone into like any ads. It's not just yet. content, content, content. And a lot of it, they're making themselves. That's they stopped right. licensing a lot of stuff. Yep. They've just focused on spending billions of dollars still <laughs> yeah. on basically buying and creating their own type of content, yeah. which I think is pretty wild. It's vertical integration, right? Yeah, absolutely. And the next question we ask is, have you ever recommended Netflix to anyone and Jesus wow this is huge 86 86 percent said yes um we normally what we, we see like 50 percent that's ish? right and, and usually like, this score is way higher on a free product yeah so G Suite is at 90 percent yeah you know, there is a free version in Gmail totally and so when you compare these two it's, it's super high and super strong yeah, and it's kind of funny too when you look at. We then ask like, how can Netflix be improved to better meet your needs? And I think what's kind of wild is like, it comes back all the way just to content. <laughs> yeah, twenty five percent of folks had more content. Yeah, uh, you know the faster releases, more current content. That was ten ten percent. There were some little producty things around improving the search. That was about eight yeah. percent of respondents. But it was there. Uh, I yeah, think it was definitely there. One thing that I wanted to ask you about because you're yeah. the expert is how nineteen percent of people said that they wanted a lower price. So Which what's, is, what's yeah. your take on that? What would you say yeah. if you're, you know, looking at this, you're the product manager on this, what would you say about that? I think for Netflix, so we, we collected data on this. We actually yeah. collected some recent data because we did a pricing page teardown comparing Netflix and Disney Plus. Nice. Um, Netflix is at the top of its range right now. Which is kind of interesting. Okay. Uh, so it is. That, so they're that maxed is, out. So they're they're at the highest price point. Yeah. Saying that you would recommend based on the analysis you did. Uh, if, if if I had to like very yeah. simply put things down. Cool. That that's directionally correct. Okay. I think that there's some there's a lot of nuance there again with like the families and things like that. That like sure. there could probably like be different a segments. Level there's a little plan. bit higher. Um, I think that there's some other things that they can do, but based on their current strategy, and they just did another price increase, they're they're starting to get towards the higher end of that that Got particular it. range. Now, what's fascinating is that Disney Plus, uh, they the six ninety nine price point, which is much lower than where Netflix is um, from a percentage basis, they're at the bottom end of the willingness to pay range. Oh wow! Because what's happening is again, this gets into that trade off between being hits versus family content versus network content. Right. What happened is that basically Disney has such high brand affinity for Marvel, Star Wars, um, you know, lots of 
like Disney classics, obviously. Mickey Mouse. And Me. so what what that's bringing... Let's not forget Mickey no, Mouse. No, totally. Yeah. yeah, don't forget Mickey. Yeah. I don't know. Actually, he's going to be in the public domain soon, I heard. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting right. thing that happens. But long story short, like, that's that's kind of a scary thing when you think of Netflix's future, where, like, I'm not going to short Netflix today, but it's one of those things where if Disney has, like, the so, right person kind of fronting the, the product, I think it's well, going to be really interesting. What's fascinating from what you say is that if they're pricing it low... Yeah. If Disney's pricing it low, that means that somebody understands that, that that's what they need to do to compete probably and bring totally. on the subscribers. Totally. Right? That's pretty impressive. Yeah. I'd say that's a great decision early on when you just launch something. Yeah. And you want it to work. And well, it's you already like, have brand, yeah. like you said. So you're already going to totally. get people coming. Totally. Might as well get them in. Yeah. And I think that th this is where I, I kind of scoff at people who are like, oh, are there are too many subscriptions. There's too many of them. Yeah. It's like everything's kind of going to subscription. True. So I think we'll have better ways to see what you're subscribed to. A lot of banks are, are basically putting yeah. things into They're place. They're building that in. But I think it's one of those things on a consumer and you can love like network television which is going to be the future of Netflix I believe right. and also love you know kind of the high brand affinity of Disney um, and I, I think that depending on the price points yeah. I think what Disney's doing is like reverse price skimming so Apple they're very very traditional start really high bring the prices down with either yep. just lowering the price or products that are cheaper. Yeah. I think Disney is basically to start low and then ratchet up very similar to what Netflix. Did yeah. Especially as they learn with content. Totally. Absolutely. And I think the next question was kind of interesting. Um, we maybe have a little premonition here. Of like, what would you likely yeah. use as an alternative if Netflix were no longer available? Yep. And this was kind of fast. I mean, there's the only two big dogs in the market. That's right. 57% uh, yeah. of people said Hulu. Yep. Uh, Hulu also has live sports. Yep. So that's something that's really kind yeah. of bringing and people Netflix in. Netflix doesn't. Totally. And then 20% of people said Amazon Prime. Yep. Um, Making inroads. I thought it was fascinating that only 2% of people said cable. The world has changed. The world has changed. And a lot of cable is like yeah. baked in with Netflix now. Do you know that? Comcast is baking Netflix yes, into a lot right. of their subscriptions, yep. which I thought was kind of fascinating. Yep. But I think a lot of people, I mean, Amazon Prime, you ever watch anything on Amazon Prime? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do as I well. I like Prime. Yeah, that's what this, I actually like yeah. Prime. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's funny, but you're already yeah. going to pay for Prime. That's with right. You already stuff. get it if you have Prime on Amazon. Totally. So it's like, I think that's Amazon's I think smart and that as an alternative makes sense. I'm actually surprised it's not higher. That Prime is not higher? Yeah, it's only at 20%. So one out of five people yeah. said it. And I would really be curious to see what happens as Disney like really starts throwing down. I think it'll be interesting. This this is why I keep pushing this like narrative of Netflix being network television. Yeah. Because I think Hulu is very network television. I mean, it literally is for a right. lot of it. So then they might not see that as an alternative. People might not yeah. see Disney as an alternative. It's more of like an add-on. It's like totally. add-on packages to cable. Yeah, and in Prime, That's a good I, think way to is, think about it. I think Prime just doesn't have as much of a selection. Yeah. It has a lot of, you know, I watch House on Prime yep. and I watch, there's a couple other things I think I watch on Prime, but it's it's very like oh, this is just the one thing that's not on Netflix. Or there's yeah, an occasional movie where I'm like, oh, like you some of their originals or whatever. Some of the originals yeah. are pretty good. Yeah. I mean, it's just one of those things. Like the Jack Ryan one I thought was pretty good. I mean, it I wasn't amazing, yeah. but it was like, it was it was worth like, you know, watching. You'll probably watch the next one when they come out with it. Yeah, totally. Do, right? Like that's so, like, the thing. That's good enough. That's totally, good enough for Amazon. Totally, that's, totally. It's content, right? Yeah, and Amazon's kind of like, yeah. we're just going to like own your life or like be <laughs> intertwined within your life. Um, but I think that this like, this kind of, you know, basically dichotomy between like a Hulu and a Netflix as well as like the recommendation scores yep. really are what driving the Netflix net promoter score, yep. um, which we next. found to be. So this is your typical, basically, um, how likely is it that you'd recommend uh, 
Netflix to a friend or colleague. Mm. And this is the typical net promoter score. We calculated it. We asked it and calculated yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it ended up being 34. 34 basically means that people are satisfied. Yeah. Um, Scale of negative so. 100 to 100. Yeah. And I think 34 for a consumer product with such a wide fragmented user base. Yeah. It's pretty strong. It's pretty strong. I mean, Apple's like 70, um, which I think is really interesting. I mean, that's that score was like five, 10 years ago, everyone right. keeps referencing yeah. it. So who knows what it really is right yeah. now. But I think it, and then all the data or all the qualitative comments that came back, it was all about like content. the selection, the content and the detractors. I mean, Hulu over Netflix, like we kind of saw that in yeah. the other data. Could be the sports thing you said. I think, it, right? I think it, that's what I was going to say. If you're a diehard, if you're diehard for guy. a certain type of content yeah. and the service, a service like Netflix doesn't have it, but their competitor does. Yeah. Obviously. Well, even Amazon, they had Thursday Night Football on Amazon Prime. I think they added they that noticed, recently, right? Yeah, and they, had, they did something with Twitch too, actually, because they, they own Twitch, Twitch as well. Yeah, yeah, but they did some uptick. They had some upticks happen last season, last football season. Because of that. Where people would log in. Like I watched a couple of Thursday Makes Night sense. Football games, which was really interesting. I never would think uh, of so that. So these folks are really just fighting for content. Yeah, and that's what's scary. from From like a, from yeah. a, a, you know, a, a product manager perspective or like leading the charge here. Well, I think it's that's a content treadmill, right? Like that's if they scary. don't have the content, yeah. people aren't going to show up and use and the it's, service. And it's kind of like a weird, it, it's it's kind of like, like if you think of a lot of us, we don't, don't realize that in the early age of Hollywood, there was tons of just movies being printed out yep. essentially. There was just tons that's of true. different type of content. Yeah. And a win wasn't a major blockbuster necessarily. A win was like covering costs and then some, right? That's right. And I think with some of the Netflix content that you watch, it's not that it's bad. It's just it's not like amazing, right? Like it's not Game of Thrones. And I think that's okay because there's probably some sort of a threshold that if you can get over that threshold, like you're fine. Yeah, I mean, people told us, right? From the research, yeah. they said like they want more content. They want more recent releases. Uh, TV and movies, yeah, and they also don't want older content to go away. So we actually definitively learned that yeah. it is about content and it is very specific. And I, I find it interesting about the older content, yeah, because if licenses come up, older content goes away for Netflix, yeah, right. Um, so it's it's going to be really interesting to see what happens. I think there's just a couple obvious moves. Uh, one of the more obvious ones is like just more Netflix originals, yeah. Just like you were saying, like why don't they find a hit TV show? Yeah, they keep keep playing around with it until mm. they actually find one. Keep testing, uh, and then I think uh, another way to think about this is like if the if Amazon Prime as well as Hulu have live yeah sports and things like that. When does Netflix get into that? That's does not their Netflix game. Get into it? That's not their game. They don't yeah. do anything live today. So the big question is like, when do they get into that? It's a, and it's a very different world because even Apple's trying to get into this world. That's true. And I think Apple's trying. They're they're coming at this in a very HBO esque way, right? And because it, it's a very Apple way, yeah. What I fear is, and I don't think there's a world of peak content. I think we just start redefining what success is on a lot of these. There's going to be the big, you know, Game of Thrones, right? That was like House of Cards for Netflix, yep. I feel. But I think that they're they're okay with, you know, Fuller House or whatever it was. I think it did like four seasons on Netflix technically. True. And they didn't spend a lot of money on it. That's actually very but true. But it had, you know, I, I don't know how many people it had, but if they get yeah. 3 million people an episode or yep. 3 million people a season, like that's maybe a win for them. Probably basically because of more content. Now, it's 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 interesting what happens with Disney because it's it's not a game of like competition then. It's more of a game of like do we all have enough content for people to think about basically what happens like if someone churns or if 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 we can prevent them from churning essentially. Next up is what we're here for. Trade-offs. Yeah, the trade-offs. Yeah, 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 exactly. And I think 
Like, what do you think of this? Like, what do you think of the trade-offs they're making? Like, are they making the I right think, trade-offs? I don't know about right trade-offs or wrong trade-offs. Yeah. I, I, I focus more on, like, as a product manager, if I have this data and I have this information now, what do I do with it? What do you it, do with right? it? Right. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. I think, like, one thing that always comes to mind in terms of the right trade-offs or the wrong sure. trade-offs is what are your business constraints? And Netflix and all the streaming services, they have this licensing issue. A lot of their content is not theirs. Do you think they have it, though? They do. They have to decide what to pay for. And that, yeah. that's a big constraint in the business. If they are not willing to pay for the rights to sports, yeah, whether it's even old old games yeah, yeah, or, yeah. or existing ones, or they can't pay for it because nobody wants to give it to them, yeah, right? That's a big constraint that a product manager has to deal with. I think that I would, I would, I would grade against you on that a little bit, sure, because I think that. So, again, like this redefining of what content the market really looks like for them because they're buying and creating their own Netflix originals or licensing their Netflix or non-Netflix originals in other countries as Netflix originals. Yep. That's happening with a lot of different things. And and I think that the global nature, like more you more of their users are outside of the United States. Absolutely. They're inside yeah, the United that's States. where they're gonna get more growth. So even if there are hits that happen in the US, they can still buy the international rights potentially. And not necessarily get the brand or the, you know, kind of uh, zeitgeist hit that they might get from like a hit TV show in the U.S., but they'll get it from from everywhere else. So, for example, when I was in Brazil a couple months ago, like Billions was on Netflix. You know, they basically have the rights for Billions in, I think, South America, right? And, yep. and they're not producing it. They're not paying for it. They're sure. actually paying for the remnant on it. Right. And I think that that's, I mean, it, it's it's not really opposing your point but i think it's one yeah. of those things where i don't really worry about it's definitely a constraint but i wouldn't worry about the licensing as much as maybe you would yeah i would worry about it because it impacts growth just like you said yeah right so like if you don't have the license then you can't do it yeah right you can't actually provide the content and the business is all about content um i mean the company needs to figure out over time how they continue to produce great content yeah no matter what Right. So like it's licensing is one way. Originals is another way. What I'm wondering uh, about is like, are there other ways that they can produce content Sure. or get content? I think what you said about international makes a lot of sense. Uh, the the trade off there is just simply if this is a content business, mm. I'm curious how much effort and understanding the product managers need to have about the content and how that impacts growth yeah. and how that impacts the features. Well, they might be constrained like too, because I think that I know Reed at the helm basically said, we're not going to do live. We're not going to do merchandise and we're not going to, I mean, he, it was like five, six right, years ago right, he said this, right. but I, I think what's interesting is thinking about the trade-off that what, what happens when baseline content is basically just null across all of the different brands, right? So there's enough baseline so everyone content has for Netflix, same there's enough for Amazon or same ish, yeah, or there's enough, right? Yeah. Like I worry about that then like, like I think that's what's driven Netflix's growth and that the trade-off that they're making is basically for now versus the future. And I think the future, this is where like Hulu, because Hulu's Disney. Like that's the other thing that a lot of people don't remember. It's true. It's like Hulu's basically Disney. Yeah. They have the live sports. They, they own do. ABC. They own ESPN that has their own like, you know, subscription right now as well. Mm -hmm. So it's just like a really interesting world where I think Netflix, I'm a little scared for them from a media perspective because I think that they need to stop making the trade-off of like the future for now and start thinking about what is the next echelon of their growth as we've been kind of like getting to at this this point in the discussion i think that's a good segue to like the other thing that we learned which was something that the product managers actually can't control yeah uh, they can and and that's uh the ability for them to show the right uh content to the 100%. right people at the right yeah. time so th they describe it as the customer describes it as personalization or customizability yeah. i think one experience that i've had 
is that if I search for something on Netflix mm. and they don't actually have that title, I still get a full screen of content. Things like this. Yeah, and I think yeah. they've d- decided that that's what the best experience is. Yeah. Even though we don't have it, we'll still show you anything that's super relevant to you. Yeah, um, same director, same actors, et cetera. Whatever, yeah. whatever way they can do it, right? Or same genre, Yeah. right? And I think like that, I find that interesting because it almost creates this weird experience for the customer. I mm. look for X, but I see all these Ys, right? All these other things. And I don't know how Netflix can actually solve the problem except get better and better. Maybe even start telling people the reason they're showing some of those things. Yeah. Right? Like that's okay. Yeah. I'm sure they don't want to tell people we don't have this content, yeah. but they can show people like here are other superhero movies, right? Things mm. like that. Like I, I look at uh, Batman. I don't, th- I don't know if they have Batman, but I want to watch Batman. Yeah. Where do I watch Batman? Sure, sure, right? sure, like, sure. I don't know how to even get that answer today yeah. if I don't have cable or I don't, I don't have the DVD or I don't have like mm. anything like that or I don't want to buy video on demand. Yeah. I think a gangster move that they could make and this is similar to like what Notion was doing with Evernote and I think it's something that like Uber or Lyft should absolutely do be the place to find the things, right? So it would take, I mean, all of these folks have like basically open APIs. True. You know, you can go or or like easy to find things that you can kind of scrape, right? Going in and literally just being like, hey, we're the search. Kind of like um, there's a a third party site that basically is... um, you know, what to watch on Netflix or yeah, something like that. I've seen that. Right? Yeah. Where basically you could bring together all of this and be like, I want to watch Batman. Yeah. And then they can say, hey, it's not on Netflix, but here's yeah. everything like it. Or here's Goth. I think they have Gotham well, or something on there. I think, I think you just came up with an idea that someone should do regardless just of Netflix, general, right? Because yeah. I think it's harder for Netflix or Hulu or anybody like that to do it. Totally. Um, it would be kind of the, the, the best move possible. Yeah. Right? I think the, but, the other thing though is like, it's, it's less about... I rarely search for something. Yeah. I It's more I discover things. And this is where I think Netflix has a sure. bit of a problem. Yeah. Uh, not because, because they, they created these profiles, which I think are smart, but Jenny and I just use the same profile. Right. Right. And yeah. so what ends yeah, up yeah. happening is I see basically recommendations based on her habits. Right. And I'm sure she's seeing recommendations based yeah. on mine. Lots of West Wing related There's things. There's probably right. a better way yeah. to do that discovery mm. to make it a little bit cleaner because they, it, I think they just need to assume that people don't, like people are just sharing the profiles, which I'm sure they're doing internally. Sure. Like for a certain percentage of people. And then based off of that assumption, making the discovery a little bit better. Yeah, they could just encourage you to create more profiles. I mean, there's a reason yeah, they created that, I don't know, right? but I think I don't that see that encouragement in the system, like in the product. Yeah. Like it's like, if I only see that once when I set it up yeah. and I and it's not clear to me that I can do that, if they notice that like, for example, there's like, you know, uh, two different IPs coming in every day yeah. from different places. It's obviously two different people sure. if they're coming in at the same time, right? There's a bunch of prompting and things like that that I think they could do yeah. uh, if they wanted to solve this personalization customizability problem, totally. which is something the customers kept mentioning. So I think that for me though, like my, my reaction to that is more, if you have to rely on the user to do something like that, then you probably are in trouble already. And I think that Netflix, I, you can tell there's enough going on in the back end just by like the the discovery and yeah. hey, we don't have that, but yeah. here's all these other options that I'm sure that I'm, I'm sure this isn't think, news to them. I think normally I'd agree with you, but yeah. because of how much emphasis Netflix has put on data science mm-hmm. and on their teams around that, sure. they've probably capped out at their ability to be as precise yeah. without actually splitting up people's profiles. Interesting. And that's that's the assumption I would have. And I think there's easy ways to actually use data science to detect d- 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 that yeah. and actually start encouraging people to split up their profiles. Yeah. Because at some point, the data science side just caps off. Of course. Because right? it's not a human judgment. 
yeah. right? And you need more data or you need segmentation. So this provides segmentation. Interesting. At the end of the day, I mean, this is uh, obviously an amazing business, right? Yeah. We proved it. Like, I was just going to say, fit, and I was just going <laughs> to say that it's you know? like, it's kind of. Lots of things are incremental. It's so large yeah. that the things that we're talking about, it, it's like there might just be such huge constraints that they can't even do yep. that or it's maxed right. out already. Yeah. And we're just like, yeah, just like add another profile. Yeah. But and really it's yeah, about yeah, content yeah, yeah. and we know that it's about content. Right? Yeah. So. And that'll be interesting when I, I think that there's going to be not peak content, but there's going to be a point where content differentiation isn't a strength anymore. Right. Of anyone. And I think that Netflix is going to have to go in, in some other content direction to kind of like make that happen. Well, Patrick, there's always VR and AR. VR and AR. <laughs> it's coming. That at yeah, you. we didn't yeah. even. Hey, like, we, I mean, that's an interesting future, yeah. right? Like, that's interesting. If you're really going skunk works or innovation, yeah. you might be really someone at Netflix is probably thinking. There's about this, someone thinking about awesome. this at Netflix. There's some. Yeah. There's some things that we can't even. That imagine makes me going happy. Netflix. I hope. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, Netflix is a company that I would yeah. trust that is going to do exactly. some crazy stuff. Right, and they already have the platform and the subscribers. So. Yeah, yeah, totally. Well, that's Netflix. That's Netflix. Well, that's all for this week from Tradeoffs. Make sure you are subscribed at producttradeoffs.com. And tell all your friends. Don't forget. All of your friends. All of them. All of them. Every this is network, great content, right? Et cetera. This is, <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> yeah. Content. It's all about content, it's right? It's all about content on uh, Netflix. We'll see you next week. See ya.